red light means that it is recording. Yes. Not the broken light. Yes. Well, now I know that. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hello and welcome to... Known Unknowns. Your favorite podcast. Your favorite podcast, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's my favorite podcast. It's mine, too. Well, I that's listen good. to it every day. You do? Yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's why... We have such good numbers. <laughs> uh, no, I don't listen to it. Yeah, you, have you listened to it once? Yeah, I've listened. I listened to like half of the first episode, <laughs> and then like some of the second one. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to them anymore. I used to try, and now mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. Do you listen to them? I've listened to a few episodes. Really? Yeah. I like some of the better ones. Yeah, there's some bad ones. <laughs> Well, I tried they're... to avoid thinking about those. Mm-hmm. Well, this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good one. It's uh, really late. I just got back from work. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm going to be editing this one as Carly goes to sleep. So I'm so tired. That's why this one sounds extra bad. Extra bad. No, <laughs> I doubt it. Oh, it'll be fine. I doubt it. My topic today is going to be a mess. Nice. Because I didn't fully finish it, but I know a lot about the topic, so I feel like I can talk about it enough. Okay. My good. notes are just all jumbled, and I I don't have a script. I just kind of have notes that I'm going to have to figure out mm-hmm. in the moment, so yeah. we'll see how that works. Well, that's isn't that what you did for the first episode? And that's what I did in the first episode. Yeah, that's and what you we, did we for heard the first how that episode. Turned out. I'm not close enough to the oh, mic. Well, no, I'm good now. Now you're good. You're better okay. now. Yeah, I'm better now. And for once, I am close. En- I am close enough to the mic, so yeah, it's an odd dynamic <laughs> today. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so what's Carly? What's new in your world? Have you been been following the news? I You've always been... follow the news. Oh, okay. Anything caught your eye lately? No. Oh, okay. You following the. Uh, the 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 election stuff the election stuff yeah 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 i am are you of course that's horse that's the current route that's why i'm on twitter all day every day uh-huh is that why you're on you're always on twitter all day because there's always elections happening oh this election i can't do we want to talk about politics i don't know we've been trying to figure out if we should talk about politics well my my uh my topic today is going to get into political territory yeah but of course people know we're not republicans well sure obviously you know Mm mm-hmm because there's not really a republican election going on right now that's true is there anyone running on the other side? I feel like there are one guy like or one or two guys I think like just like dropped out of the Republican primary. <laughs> um oh, I think funny. Mark Sanford did and someone else. So there's like a cup there's like another no name or two who are like trying. I guess I don't know how hard I'm, I'm not sure what their angle actually is. Cuz yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Hmm. Um, no, is there anything new with you? I don't think so. Uh, Pete Buttigieg definitely was <sighs> what? <laughs> I don't like him. Yeah, me neither. Well, oh my god. 
so there's there's a theory there are a couple theories about him right going around right now one is the that CIA yeah one. one's that he's yeah. one one is people say that he's like a CIA agent or or was or was at least CIA adjacent during his time at McKinsey. <laughs> oh, I could totally see that though. Yeah, I mean, because he definitely fits the profile of like who. Didn't he CIA say he like. didn't do anything against his morals or whatever when he was working? Yeah, but like at working McKinsey. at McKinsey at all should be against your morals. I know. <laughs> I, know. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and excuse I've, me. Yeah. <laughs> Like they okay. are, they're like part of the reason that like we have concentration camps on the border right now, or at least that they're so bad. They, Ugh. I mean, they were originally like hired by the Obama administration, but then the, <clears throat> then the Trump administration gave them the job of like finding ways to like cut costs and like speed up the deportation process um, for uh, people. Oof. So. Yeah. That's that's the company that Pete Buttigieg spent three years working for and is and is not allowed because of an NDA signed with them to talk at all about what he did there. Uh, the other theory about his time at McKinsey is that he worked on he's he, the one thing that he has like said about it is that he worked in he worked with a uh, a Canadian grocery chain on grocery pricing and so a lot okay. of people are saying that. Um, well, uh, so a few years ago, uh, around the time that I think Pete would have been working for McKinsey, there was this big scandal in Canada <gasps> about this grocery chain called Loblaws, and uh, that was involved with a uh, a, a bread price fixing uh, uh, scandal. Okay. And so people are saying that that is actually what Pete was doing. He was involved in like breaking the law and doing. <sighs> white collar crime oh i could definitely uh, with a canadian that. grocery chain in canada yeah. wow this makes so much sense uh, he's yeah. kind of a piece of shit so i yeah. bet we lose listeners for this i know people who like pete Buttigieg, and you're wrong yeah. he's kind of the worst person ever have mm-hmm. you ever listened to him speak <laughs> have you ever ever okay i just mm-hmm. he just makes me so mad he's not a good person <laughs> Yeah, it I, just, I, oh, he's so not a good. Do you even pay attention to what he does if you like him? Like, he's so bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I think like I think Will Menneker on Twitter uh posted something about uh something to the effect of like I'm starting to think that like Pete is uh Pete is an op to get uh, people on board with supporting Biden. Or something like that, or to make Biden more palatable to uh, progressives, and it's working. Something oh, like that. Biden, his brain is melting. Yeah, but he's at least like a real person to some degree, more than Pete is, at least. Remember when he stuck his wife's finger in his mouth? That <laughs> yeah. made me laugh. Did you see the video of him calling that guy fat and challenging him to an IQ test? And... Oh, I read about that, but I didn't watch. Who was he talking? Some... I read about that a little bit ago. Some like old guy was like asking him a question about uh at like a town hall was asking him a question about his son and ukraine oh. and the guy well, was he got like real you're defensive a, yeah, about it like, you're a damn liar and like listen here listen fat and uh you want to do a push-up contest i'll do that right here oh my said, god like, do you see that on tv or i i, I haven't seen that on msnbc because i'm not sedentary or something 
and then challenged him to an IQ test and stuff. Yeah. I, I saw that on Twitter. I saw the article. I saw a article, an article, and I like just kind of barely grazed it. I was like, oh, okay. I tried to avoid mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Like, I just, I love the video of him just yeah, like, what are you? Sorry, sorry. What are sorry. you playing? It was, it was I'm, a different video that I was trying to queue up for later, but oh, um, I didn't no. think it was gonna play. I just the only thing I like about him is him just like his wife, her hand is out, uh-huh. and then he like sticks, he like moves in and like bites her finger, but not bites it. He like just kind of just, puts it in his mouth. Yeah, for a second, nibbles on it. He nibbles on her finger in public while she's giving a speech mm-hmm. and i just thought it was goofy yeah that's something i'd do i know i was like that's something harry would do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh he's so weird <laughs> he's so weird he's yeah, creep that's what but also it's creepy because he's just a creep yeah right like i'm like oh he's creepy <sighs> hopefully uh-huh. no one i know or like supports joe biden <laughs> i god i hope not oh no See, this is where it gets tri- like mainly people we know listen, right? And so, I don't want to insult anyone that I like, sure. but also if you like Pete Buttigieg, leave my life. Like <laughs> I can't stand him. He just peeves my cheese. Let me tell you, yeah. he makes me so mad. <laughs> I'm okay if you like Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Andrew Yang, Cory Booker. Uh, who else have I been like? He's fine. Uh, Julian Castro. Yeah, he probably won't last much he's longer. He's fine. Yeah, he won't. What do you think of Amy Klobuchar? <laughs> I want her to leave. I don't. I don't like her either. If you like her, you're a demon child. <laughs> See, this is why we can't get political because I get passionate about it and oh. worked up and opinionated, and then I mm-hmm. insult people. All right. Uh, yeah. And those are not my choices in order. I did not just list my choices in order. I just listed some in some choices. Some in, choices in no particular order that I don't mind in rough, you liking really. In polling order is how you listed them. Yeah. Second, yeah. third. You're right. Eighth, twelfth, something mm-hmm. like that. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm right, still sad. Moving on. Oh, okay. No, no, no. We can. What were you going to say? You were sad that. Uh, Beto, as I call him. I know that's not how you say it. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's not his real name. Beto. He's hot. That's all. <laughs> Silver Fox. Anyway, that's all, all right. I wanted to say. I just wanted to say he was hot. <laughs> and then I'm sad I don't get to see him anymore. I didn't like him. Yeah. But man, he was a good-looking man. I know we have to move on, but did you also see that th- those tweets about from like one of Pete's like elementary school Ugh. classmates about how he has like just wanted to be president s- as like the animating force of his life since he was like five? No, and has, like how like yeah, how he like even like as a middle schooler he was like <gasps> workshopping. He no. like decided to go as Pete in like fifth grade rather than Peter because he thought it was more marketable and sounded more presidential. No, and how, like he's such he, a loser. Like is like a middle schooler or like a third grader. He was like telling like classmates' moms like that they needed to update their resumes and stuff, oh. and how 
he has like he would be the worst child i know as several times he's like changed he's like workshopped or uh, focus grouped the pronunciation of his last name no which no i know is no. true because when I, the first time i heard about him <laughs> i read about him on like 538 or something when he was like still like back in like 2014 or 2013 or something and i remember that it like told you in the article that his name was pronounced Buttigieg. What? And now it is Buttigieg. Buttigieg. <gasps> Buttigieg. So it's not really how you pronounce it. He just wants no it to be the how most marketable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. He's so weird. His voice doesn't match his body. That's the last thing I'm going to say <laughs> yeah, it's about definitely him. A, and his eyebrows so, uh, and his like weird lip, upper lip mustache that's oh, not a mustache. It's like a shadow, but it lo- he looks like a rat. little rat face. Yeah, I know. A smug I little rat face, and I don't like him. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Sorry, this isn't, anyway. this isn't the anti-Pete podcast. No, this is, I wish. Um, this is known unknown. This is known unknown. Your one-stop shop for all things, all things. ghosts and ghouls and... Uh... Pete Buttigieg. Yep. <laughs> oh, oh, I have something new. All right. I have a stomach ulcer. Yay. I just wanted everyone to know that. That's, that's why Kylie's... finals week. That's why I'm dying. This is why we put it off till the last minute. I've been <sighs> dying. Yeah. Dying. I am in a lot of pain right now. If you randomly hear me, like, scream, it's probably because my ulcer is acting up. His name is Ollie. <laughs> uh... He's probably mad, and mm-hmm. that's why I'm um, just not feeling it today. I'll say yeah. that. It's um, it's rough. He might be bleeding. I don't know. But who knows? I don't know. <laughs> I may have internal bleeding, but I can't really go to the, like, even if it is, I got to finish my last week of college. This is my last week of college coming up. Yeah. And I have a freaking stomach ulcer that who knows might need surgery. And I'm like, I can't go in for anything right now. I have to finish my last week of college. <laughs> like, I am not taking it incomplete because I couldn't come to my last week for a final. No. No. Nope. No. Okay. All right. Anyway, I just wanted to say that in case I'm a little less fun today it's gonna be a bad episode folks get ready <laughs> no it'll be a good one it'll be a good one i'm interested to hear about harry's gonna go first i'm i'm interested he told me a little bit about this i'm just i don't know it'll be interesting because mm-hmm. i don't know anything about it i think it's kind of weird so <laughs> it's also a little political so let's yeah, do this get... it's a conspiracy yeah it's we're in we're in conspiracy town again with harry in conspiracy that's what I'm town, all about. conspiracy corner. All right, so we should have a little like the conspiracy we corner. Should have, we should have segments on the show. Segments, yeah, like love. conspiracy set. Uh, I'm gonna record corner. all of the. Um, I'm gonna record all of the music intros to them, and the cons- it's gonna be conspiracy corner, conspiracy corner, and then I'll put little music under it. Mm-hmm. And then we'll put it in <laughs> if it's a conspiracy that week. Yeah. This is idea. Conspiracy Corner. I'm just trying to say it a bunch so I remember okay. what it sounds yeah. like for next time. <laughs> All right. So this is, this is... You sing it this time. 
Conspiracy Corner. It was different than it's how a little you did different, it, but I, yeah. I just put my own little fresh little spin on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get you. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready? Oh, I'm so ready All for right. Conspiracy Corner. All right. <laughs> so this week, I'm gonna be talking about this. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. What the fuck is that? <laughs> frogs gay. <laughs> um, all right. So that guy who we just heard is Alex Jones okay. on his radio program, the Alex, jo- the Alex Jones Show. Never heard of it. Yeah, I know. Uh, this, okay. this episode was broadcast in October of 2015. Um, oh. He doesn't believe that, does he? Um. I it's hard to say. Um so if you're if you're an extremely online politics person like me, uh you maybe have heard of him. Um I've had a general awareness of him for quite a while. Um he's been a big news story a few times over the past few years, most notably in 2018 when several families of Sandy Hook victims uh, victims of the Sandy Hook shooting launched a defamation suit against him for claiming that they were crisis actors and that the uh, Sandy Hook elementary school shooting was faked. Oh, God. Uh, he was also one of the parties responsible for spreading the Pizzagate conspiracy theory. No. Various Obama birther theories. Oh. He's a 9-11 truther and an anti-vaxxer, and he believes in white genocide. No. He's an all-around racist and bigot, a huge gun rights proponent, and he's been called one of America's most prominent conspiracy theorists. <sighs> yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna be t- I'm gonna be talking about him. He's also okay. uh like fairly close, or at least has been at times with Donald Trump. He, he like not had shocking. Yeah, he like had him on his show when he was running for the presidency, and like toward the beginning of his administration, oh. he would like they'd like call each other frequently. Um, what? But now so it seems weird. that he has more mixed feelings about Trump for whatever reason. I don't Interesting. Know. I want to hear about that fallout. <laughs> yeah. So the Alex Jones show is his like main thing. He also well, it's no, online. It, yeah, and it's also like on like terrestrial radio. I think. Oh, it's on radio. Yeah, on online and on radio, and as a podcast. Oh, and he also fuck. has. Um, he he also runs the website Infowars.com. Um, which just yeah, publishes. Yeah, yeah. You've I think heard, I've of that. heard of that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which gets like ten million visits a day or no. something like that. No, it's, it's a really popular website with a certain subset of people. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the first thing when I hear about Alex Jones always is that 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 clip's always the first thing I think about when I hear Alex Jones mentioned. Um. Thank you. Yeah. For getting the fuzz off of me. Yeah. I was trying to pull some fuzz off of his hand. I know, I was very and confused. And he was like, he kept pulling his hand away from me, and I was like, give me your hand well, so we was... don't need to talk about this. All right, I was trying to... Anyway. I didn't know what was happening. Continue. I thought you were mad at me for fidgeting or something. Anyway. No, I was trying to... Okay, just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um yeah i don't i don't know where i first heard it maybe it was like on like john oliver's show or something i don't know maybe he played a clip of it um but the frogs gay yeah i i don't like them putting chemicals in in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay uh that's just always stuck with me (laughs) i don't think i've like seen any other like 
clip of his show really <laughs> i probably have but i've, I've never seen like more than a few seconds at a time oh it's but so it's, funny i know it's just like such a perfect encapsulation of what he does just like a performance that he means to be like super serious but it's inflated with so much like paranoid rage that it just is totally absurd oh man uh so frog's gay (laughs) yeah so so with this so this week i wanted to like dig into that a little bit Mm -hmm. and uh See if I can make any sense of what he what he is talking about there. Okay, so he believes this kind of. I think so. Okay. Um, well, although, we'll get into it. yeah, part of another lawsuit that he was involved in, or it was like a paternity suit with his ex-wife, is one of the things that he argued in court when he was trying to prove that he actually was a decent father and a sane, stable person <gasps> oh, was that God. his was that uh, his like radio show persona was like just like a persona that he puts on and is like a form of performance art. So it's a little unclear, like how much of what he believes to be true actually is true yeah. or what, how much, yeah. Or what, how much of what he says he believes he actually does believe. Yeah. But, um, I think that he probably believes to some extent, at least the overarching worldview. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll start off with where I think the first seed of this idea started to get into his brain um so i did some googling and the closest result that i found to what he's talking about was a study published in 2010 did you google what's in the water that's making the freaking frogs gay something along those lines and a few other terms great but uh (laughs) so this was a, a study conducted by researchers from uc berkeley um in which they found that one of the most widely used pesticides in the world atrazine um it causes some male frogs to change genders to become female frogs whoa yeah cool like how um like oh it like messes with their hormones and so it causes them to like genitalia grow yeah it basically does um the this there was also a previous study where it showed that like or it could cause them to become hermaphrodites and so have both male and female sex organs. Um, so intersex? Yeah. So they're um, not specified? Right. Like if you have both? Mm-hmm. Or, well, no, it's at like different, it causes them to have the ability to have both at different points in their life, I think. Or is one, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Is that a politically correct word? I think that so. I mean, like... I think it's it's a scientific phrase. Oh, well, it sounds weird. Anyway, uh, so under laboratory conditions, uh, there 75% of the frogs exposed to atrazine at levels 30 times lower than what EPA regulations allow in, like, fresh water. Um, they became demasculinized or sterilized and unable to reproduce. And ten okay. percent of frogs became female. <laughs> so uh, they changed. Yeah, uh, but these female frogs, they were they were able to like reproduce with male frogs, but all their offspring offspring would be male because of biology. I, Weird. I'm not a I'm not a genes expert, but uh, yeah. Huh. 
So this obviously has disastrous effects on frog populations, and it's thought that atrazine and similar chemicals that affect hormones are to blame for a global reduction in amphibian populations that's been going on for decades. Hmm. Um, So anyway, obviously gender and sexual orientation aren't the same thing, but I think the concepts are close enough that I think it's reasonable to assume, or close enough in Jones's mind, that... Um, I thought you meant uh, no. your mind. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> no, I just excuse me. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I misedited the sentence. Um, that in the five years between when that study came out and when he's busts out this quote, um, <clears throat> it it probably got switched switched up in his head. Um, yeah, and so. Yeah, so from what I know about Alex Jones, I don't think that what he's concerned about here is humans' destruction of the natural environment. Um, yeah, probably not. So I tried to get a little more context into what he's talking about beyond beyond that little clip there. Now, the Alex Jones show is four hours long. Um, and what? As, I am ded- as dedicated as I am to this podcast, I'm not going to sit through that. No. I've got, I've got to like, go to work and go to the grocery store and... Play, play video Fallout. games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so play instead, the untitled Goose Game. Yeah. Uh, so instead, I found a clip on YouTube entitled "Alex Jones Gay Bomb Rant" in brackets, full video. Oh no. Uh, which is a more manageable eleven minutes forty two seconds. Ooh, are you sure that's manageable? Did you watch the yeah, whole I watched thing? The, yeah. Oof. Yeah. Okay. It was. It was something hard to say the least. Right. Uh. Uh, it was, was it actually laughable? was it funny it was very entertaining do people actually like take this to heart like think this is real right people yeah, actually people like, like get actually their news pay attention this, to what right? he says yeah okay that's really depressing but yeah. okay uh so in this video this 11 minute and 42 second clip of his show he covers a huge amount of territory so part of the show before he starts taking listener phone calls apparently involves him leafing through stacks of paper on his desk which are printouts of news stories from around the web and then he riffs on whatever headlines grab his attention as he like leafs through these basically so he starts with an article about russia testing an internet kill switch uh, which he concedes is not a good thing, but the U.S., he says, has similar capabilities and would do certain similar things. And he equates that to the presidential alert system, which was tested under Obama, where the White House could, like, send out a text message to, like, everyone to provide information or warnings about, like, a major disaster or whatever. Okay. Um, so then he continues along that trade of thought a little bit to go on to talk about state-run media where he claims that ABC, CBS, and NBC are all forms of, are, are all arms of the state, the deep state, and are run by psych warfare people, he says. Not the CIA, but what? weird leftist social engineering nests. What? Okay. <laughs> this is very weird. Which he says effectively write outlines or like write the script of all like major Hollywood motion pictures so that they can like brainwash the public. Um, what else? Uh, then it's around this point that he first starts to come unhinged a little bit. He just like going on a rant, a little mini rant about the parasites at the top who have decided that feeding off us isn't enough. Uh, he calls corporations like Monsanto, Walmart, and McDonald's enemy operators and that, that he and his followers have successfully gone after and brought down to some degree, I guess, and says that Disney is next. 
Yeah. Uh, if they really if they decide to keep doing state run media for China or something, I don't remember exactly what he says, but Disney's next because he doesn't like how they're uh, promoting a leftist uh, thought and stuff. Disney, yeah. Like Disney the Disney channel? the or Disney the movie thing. Like Disney the corporation. Disney that Plus is all of those. <laughs> <laughs> all Disney. Which is ironic because he's like exact. He's like per one hundred and eighty degrees wrong about that. Like it is the CIA that like Disney owns Marvel and they like the. CIA and stuff real are do like consult on like those movies and stuff and those are like extremely but anyway yeah um what okay where was I uh so he claims him and his followers have gone after Walmart Monsanto and McDonald's yeah and places like that Mm -hmm. why doesn't he like those seem like places he would like I'm assuming it's because they had they like pandered to identity politics or something in the past like they had you know i'm sure that they've like had a gay couple in an ad or uh had like said something implying monsanto and mcdonald's well monsanto probably because of like uh chemtrails and like them and like genetic modifications and stuff uh but walmart and monsanto and walmart and like mcdonald's i'm sure for like I don't know. I mean, McDonald's also for genetically modified uh, food and stuff, I'm sure. But anyway, um, I don't remember exactly how this next bit came up. But at one point he says, I know I'm under chemical and biological attack. And I see the brain damage kids everywhere from the vaccines. And I have to live this. I I have to watch you and know what you are. Oh, my God. What's his problem? I don't remember who he was talking to. But that's a favorite quote of mine. Oh, Um, God. So After... we all have brain damage from vaccines, right? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably right. Probably right. What? I'm kidding. <laughs> Freaking Marianne Williamson I'm over here. I'm kidding. Continue. Uh, then he goes back to some more headlines about how cell phones are bad for your skin and are causing a <laughs> hunchback epidemic among the youth. <laughs> Um, One time someone in my class, not my class, a grade above me. Uh So think about that class. Okay. Um, I think we were in choir. Yeah. And she was like, if you stick your, I don't stick my phone in my bra because that can give you breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And I just remember thinking about that a lot. And I'm like, what? (laughs) No. Yeah. Well, on the cell phone thing, he observes (laughs) that everything they give us is to hurt us. I don't who? know who. Well, I'll get they? into a little later who okay. I think they might be. They is <laughs> never specified exactly. <laughs> he just talks about a they all the time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next, there's something about the U.S. and China projecting giant holograms in the sky for purposes no. of social control. No. And then he moves on to a series of articles about a gay bomb that the Pentagon had at one time theorized about developing. A gay bomb? Yeah. What is that? Well... I mean, first explain? off, it's literally a joke on 30 Rock um, that in one of the episodes where Jack works for the Pentagon. But it's also like a real thing that was theorized. Why don't I remember this from 30 Rock? I've seen 30 Rock like three times. Uh, it's one of the it's when like Jack wasn't working at NBC. He like went to uh, he was like working for the Defense Department. In... When does he work at the Pentagon? Uh, I've seen this show so much. OK. Yeah, but. All right. All right. Anyway. Um, but anyway, basically, 
in some military scientists in the 90s had the idea of like what if we spray the enemy troops with female sex pheromones no so then they're all too horny for one another to fight basically. oh wait, wait, wait okay 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 you remember that episode yeah yeah yeah, and yeah, yeah. that's like a real thing that the no. military thought about doing they're like trying out what um and what's a gay bomb uh the, that was like one of their like ideas for like administering the female sex pheromones like dropping a bomb on like a chemical bomb that would like spray female sex pheromones all over the other guys how is that a gay bomb well it would make them like it would make all the dudes want to hook up with each other oh yeah oh so it would make people gay yeah basically okay temporarily i guess um and uh, yeah so th- this is how that works <laughs> this okay. is what sends off like the main rant of this episode and it is a doozy a couple of my favorite quotes from this section are uh just almost as first off just almost as like a non sequitur he like takes a pause to like collect himself after his initial like outrage about the gay bombs and stuff and then he like comes back in and says just out of nowhere brain chips in the troops what <laughs> Well, he, he he explains. Brain chips. Brain chips in, in the, the troops. troops. Brain so, chips in the troops. Okay. Well, he 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 explains, and he says they give the troops special vaccines that are really <laughs> nanotech that already re-engineer their brains. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, then he says, "What do you think tap water is? It's a gay bomb, baby." No. Yeah. A gay bomb, baby. Then he says, Can that be the title of our of our episode? It's a gay bomb, baby. It's a gay bomb, yeah, baby. Let's do that. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, then he then he says that I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Quote. No, uh, this guy is so crazy. And then after that, he says, "I'm sick of this crap. I'm sick of being social engineered." And then he, He's at the so end of it, he just says, damn it, I just dropped a bunch of stuff off the side here. I need those articles. Somebody give them to me. I don't know. I just mm-hmm. thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, for the rest, of the rest of the clip, he rounds things out by touching on organ and baby harvesting. Uh, what? Uh, baby harvesting. They, like, keep, I, I guess, babies alive to harvest their organs. I don't know. <gasps> I don't remember. I didn't take a lot of notes on the last bit of the episode. The Obama Justice Department investigating right-wing hate groups is a sign of something bad. Okay. Uh, Gun grabbing. Um, Then he goes into one of his signature theories, which is the Oklahoma City, which is that the Oklahoma City Federal Building bombing in the 90s was a false flag. Um, Then he has a quote from Steven Seagal, in which he suggests that many mass shootings are engineered by the government. Talks about chemical weapons in Syria and Al-Qaeda, then goes back to baby organ harvesting again, and, and then the follows it up with uh, putting out the idea that scientists have been testing out different political systems around the world since the early 20th century. This is all in this 11-minute clip yeah. you watched? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he gets around. So there's, yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, but like the overarching like theme, the overarching like ethos worldview or whatever of this is that there is a secret cabal made up of our government and several, you know, other governments around the world who 
and the economic and social elite as well, and large multinational corporations who are all acting to brainwash all of us, all of us little people, so they can keep us enslaved Mm -hmm. and so they can keep getting richer and keep literally sucking our blood. What? Like harvesting our organs and stuff. Oh, I was like, wait, what? And taking our blood. I mean, well... No, that's a real thing where like Peter Thiel and other like Silicon Valley weirdos will like get injected with like young people blood as a way that they want to like, because I think makes them stay young. Okay. But anyway, um, and yeah, so that they can keep sucking our blood and keep holding lavish satanic ceremonies and mm-hmm. ritual sacrifices and stuff. Yeah. Which is another thing he believes in. He doesn't get into in this clip, but just from other stuff related to him, he does... That's what he thinks it's all about. Um, uh, So, yeah, so to him, the gay bomb is proof that the government has sought out, has sought to use sexuality as a weapon, like in the past. And so the gay frogs to him are evidence that now they're using that same concept against the civilian population in order to pacify and emasculate Americans. So uh, he thinks gay people are because we're being injected with stuff or well, like bombs. At a at another, uh, in part of his rant, he right before he says the frogs thing, he he like he says something about like I'm not saying that these people didn't have homosexual tendencies already or like I don't, I'm not I'm not saying this all this because I hate gay people or, or whatever. Um, but he does he does mention some he he mentions trendies at one point what? who like, basically are hipsters or who are basically men like me who wear tight jeans and drink craft beer and don't hit their wives um, <laughs> and how he doesn't hate us he feels sorry for us because we're victims of this strategy of social control you me. trendies yeah me hipsters? a trendy because i you know i don't wear like camo cargo pants every day <laughs> that's only on wednesdays right or like the big camouflage um like hoodies mm-hmm. and uh like a bright orange beanie <laughs> yeah because talk like this and have a gun <laughs> and like my guns right sorry <laughs> is that what he's talking about yeah basically i mean yeah, or, like... uh, am i am i just thinking of um white trash or is that mean is that that's a mean term isn't it white trash it's all right (laughs) (laughs) but yeah just basically you know men who he sees as being emasculated we're all victims of the same stuff as the frogs you victim yeah i know sorry um and so so yeah that's that's what he means by the gay frogs thing is that he's like tying that in that's just a bigger that's just one small very funny part of his like larger point that we are all being controlled by a secret cabal and they're doing all kinds of secret stuff behind our back to uh, keep us from uh, rising up against them basically okay um and so before i want to wrap up i just want to talk a little bit about what makes alex jones so dangerous basically oh so I'd PSA. PSA. <laughs> uh, he poses the most direct physical danger I'd, to his own fans, oh, I'd no. say. I mean, he is probably he, he partially responsible for radicalizing like the guy who shot up Comet Ping Pong. 
uh, the place mm-hmm. centered around the conspiracy, the Pizzagate conspiracy. And I don't want to like downplay his role in that sort of thing. But I mean, by and large, any any of the people who most of the people who are like potentially at all, like anywhere near going down that kind of path, they're all like cowards and morons. Right. Yeah. And who are who are a lot more likely to blow just blow themselves up with a hand grenade doing paramilitary cosplay in the woods or leave a shotgun on their nightstand that their two-year-old blows their brains out with <sighs> not the two-year-old's head just the the parent mm-hmm. uh, so there are my there the the people who he you know convinces to become preppers or like yeah. join them you know are already kind are of. all they're a lot more likely to physically harm themselves than they are anyone else yeah um but i mean just doing that does isn't that you know just doing that just getting people to like join a militia or stockpile baked beans doesn't that doesn't make him any money you know i'd stockpile um, baked beans <laughs> i like beans i, I mean, like baked beans yeah you know i like yeah, baked I, beans. I know you love baked beans i like baked beans yeah, well i'd stockpile you're gonna baked do beans. well in the apocalypse yeah i will <laughs> all right, keep going. <laughs> I mean, so the point of all this that he does is, I mean, or, or it, all this like telling people that you know the world is out to get them, and that you know there's you know there's going to be a big war. The end of the world is coming. Is to cultivate an audience of scared, paranoid people who believe who believe that the forces of evil are out to get them and will buy anything to give them some advantage in the coming apocalypse. And so Alex mm. makes the majority of his income not off his website or his radio show, but by selling like uh, bunk supplements and like snake oil to what? these people. Just Are you like, serious? Yeah. Just like random un you know, untested like <sighs> pills and stuff that he claims will like make your brain smarter, make you like resistant to a brainwashing and or to the gay frogs chemicals and stuff um yeah all right and the other thing that makes jones dangerous is how close to the truth he often comes Uh, i don't mean to suggest that he deserves any kind of credit uh for anything he does or that you should believe a word he says he is an absolutely repugnant human being (sighs) but I can see why so many people do pay attention to what he says. He provides answers to questions a lot of people have. Like, why am I so miserable all the time? And why do I have to work two jobs to barely scrape by? Why why does it seem like nothing ever changes except to get slightly worse? And so Alex Jones may lie about what causes them and how and how people can fix them, but he won't tell you that you don't have problems. Uh, It is true that wealth inequality is growing out of control, and it is true that the wealthy individuals and corporations have disturbing amounts of control over our government. I was going to say he talks about Yeah, and it is is true that our political system is just covered in corruption everywhere. And it is is true that our water supply in many parts of our country is contaminated with chemicals doing harm to us, our children, and the environment which we will probably never know the full scope of mm-hmm. and so it's incredibly dangerous to our society when neo-fascists like alex jones become the figures people trust to acknowledge their pain and to talk about these issues Ugh. 
And the opposition party's reaction to this cannot be to downplay the urgency of our problems or propose needlessly complex means-tested solutions that help, help almost no one. And no one's going to fight with you if you don't give them something to fight for. Alex Jones tells people that they're fighting for their lives against the forces of evil and then uses that energy to support white supremacy and to fill his own bank account. Mm. The Democrats tell people they're fighting for up to $20,000 in student loan forgiveness for Pell Grant recipients who run a business for three years in a disadvantaged community, and they use that energy to prevent actual progressives from gaining any sort of real power to do good change in the world. Um, yeah, so there were, uh, just to close things out, there were other studies done into atrazine around the same time, some before and after, that showed that it had other bad effects on amphibians that it can cause cancer and repro reproductive issues in humans as well um mm. tyrone hayes the the uh, doctor who was leading the study was when he published his amphibian studies was like ruthlessly smeared by syngenta the company that makes atrazine mm. um the A the epa did its own uh did at least two of its own studies into atrazine um those studies were paid for with Syngenta money, and they found that uh, actually it, we there's no there's not enough evidence to show that it actually does anything bad. Mm. Um, although in 2012, um, it was found in court that Syngenta had to pay, or Syngenta was ordered to pay 105 million dollars to like hundreds or thousands of towns of communities to uh, reimburse them for. Uh, getting um atrazine out of their water supplies oh. hmm. so that's alex jones and the gay frogs interesting mm -hmm. anything else uh no that's it that's okay. what i've got wow that was interesting thank you that was good and kind of depressing i'm not gonna lie that was really depressing sorry no that's all right <laughs> um so i'm gonna change gears here yay a lot all right um i have like a ghost slash haunting story mm -hmm. which harry's gonna hate i bet hate hate so what are we calling this uh segment um this, uh, the ghost town the ghost town Ghost town. Is that a good? Is that ghost, it? You ghost do it. town. Maybe Harry will sing this one. Ghost. Yeah. Oh yeah, we can put some like little. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> so that kind of like western. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and then sing it. Ghost town. No, no, that no, was no. wrong. I don't. Ghost town. Ghost town. Something like that. We'll we'll iron out the kinks for the next episode. Yeah. So ghost town. So conspiracy corner and ghost town. Yeah. Ghost town. And we'll come up with more as we go. <laughs> Maybe I'll do the wah wah. <laughs> We're going to do all of this with our mouth Ooh, noises, okay. like, and they're going to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, 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 all right. okay. All right, so. Ghost town. Ghost town. <laughs> so, mine's going to be kind of all over the place, 
But I'll start out with the original story that this all started with. Oh my god, Uh-oh. what's happening? What's happening? Something's wrong with my computer screen. <laughs> okay. It's fixed. <laughs> Harry fixed it. Um, I'm going to talk about the Ammons haunting case. All right. You may or you I don't know. So a lot of this I got off of the internet and also I got a lot of this other information, not necessarily about the Ammons haunting. Mm-hmm. So it all revolves around this specific house in Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana. Okay. So it, it all revolves, yeah, around this house in Gary, Indiana. Okay. The, it became popular during, like, uh, because of this case, because of these supposed hauntings my computer mm. isn't working oh. okay wait wait wait. i got it you fix it kind of all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so i'll start out with the oh my god the og case that um made this a big deal this house all right uh and so the rest of the information i get is from the amazing beautifully done <laughs> Wonderful documentary by Zach Baggins, I think you say his name. Is okay. It, I think it's Zach Baggins. I have no idea. Demon House. That's what it's called. I Ooh. highly suggest it. Ooh. <laughs> um, so you can get it on Amazon Prime. Uh-huh. I think you can still rent it on YouTube. Uh... I've watched it a few times. Mm. It's very good. <laughs> I really like it. All right. Uh, and yes, Zach Baggins, he is the creator and lead of Ghost Adventures. That's that's one of those ghost hunting shows on like sci-fi. Yeah, the good one. The, the main. The main one. Okay. On the Travel right. Channel. Oh, okay. It's on the Travel Channel. All right, not not sci-fi. No, it's not fiction of any it's on the kind. Freaking. No. So he got his start. He did like kind of like amateur ghost hunting that he did. Um, and it it's the video of he went to some. Oh, this is like what made him famous. He went to some old insane asylum or something or old hospital. And he was in there and they filmed like this brick flying across the room. Oh, it's yeah. insane. No, no, no. It's crazy like it's so crazy i buy it and this is like what made him famous okay. and that's why he started ghost adventures i see that's why he got his tv show i see because the travel because channel picked him up after that was willing to uh <laughs> take the hopes further than most no okay. it was real right. anyway so the ammon's haunting case okay. so also known as the 200 Demons House or Demon House. <laughs> I like the 200 Demons House better. Yeah, it apparently has 200 demons in it. That's that's too many for yeah, a house. I know. Unless they're very small demons. Yeah. So it's an alleged haunting and demonic possession. It occurred in Gary, Indiana um, in 2011. Okay. So Latoya Ammons 
Her mother, Rosa Campbell, and their three and her three children claimed paranormal activity occurred in the residence. Okay. Of this house in Gary, Indiana. The story was publicized in January of 2014 and received national attention. Got it. Okay. Okay. So a little. This is this is basically the 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 gist of it here. The issues that they were having. So in November 2011, mm-hmm. Latoya Ammons, her mother, Rosa Campbell, and her three children, then ages 7, 9, and 12. That's how old the children were. So it in was like order. Latoya mm-hmm. was the mom, mm-hmm. and then the grandma was Rosa, mm-hmm. and then the children of Latoya. Mm-hmm. They all lived in this house. Okay. Um. So, in 2011, they moved into a house located at 3860 Carolina Street in Gary, Indiana. Days after the family moved in, Mm -hmm. okay, they claimed that black flies swarmed the porch in December Mm. and kept uh, returning even after the family believed they were all killed. So, like, in the middle of winter, Mm. they just had, like, a bunch of black flies swarming around. Um... Campbell initially heard footsteps in the basement and the doors creaking. Later, she alleged to have witnessed a shadowy figure of a man pacing in the living room Mm. and found a boot print from the man later. Mm. Yeah. Campbell claimed she was choked by an unknown force and Ammon's 12-year-old daughter was claimed to have levitated above her bed unconscious during a sleepover with a friend. Very strange. Yeah. They were Not said something you want to see. No, no. They were said to have prayed until the girl returned to the bed. <laughs> the daughter had no memory of the incident. Sure. Um so and then the older son was allegedly thrown across the room by an unknown force. The younger son allegedly had his eyes roll back in into the back of his head and was growling, saying, It's time to die and I will kill you. Oh, yeah. Is that is that just when they took away his like Xbox? No, oh, okay. I don't think so. Because <laughs> that know. would, you know, kids these days. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he had an Xbox. They weren't exact. I don't know if they were a wealthy family in Gary, Indiana. <laughs> Poor people can have fun. Okay. Um. So the family reached out to their physician. Okay. Jeffrey. On you, Kuwu. Oh, okay. I don't know. On April 19th, 2012. No. When he visited the house during the supposed haunting, he noted their behavior was delusional. Okay. Someone from his office contacted police. After the police arrived, the children were taken to the hospital. So the older boy was described as acting rationally, while the younger boy screamed and thrashed. Mm Mm-hmm. So, in 2012, sure. uh, what? I mean, no, nothing. I mean, I can I can see it. He, he's scared because he's being, like, taken away from his house to the hospital by the police and stuff. That's true. In 2012, the Department of Child Services was alerted to the family mm-hmm. okay. um, because of all this stuff. Right. The DCS believed that the children were performing for their mother. Hmm. A sensational story is published in outlets such as the New York Daily News reported that DCS personnel had allegedly witnessed the younger boy walking up the wall backwards. 
more about this later. Okay. 37-year-old police captain Charles Austin believed paranormal activity did occur in the house. A photo published by the Indianapolis Star claimed to show a shadowy figure when no one was home. Uh, (coughs) In the Demon House documentary, they debunked that, though, so that's not real. Okay. Um... The family hired Father Michael Maginot to perform an exorcism, and he interviewed the family on April 22, 2012, and concluded they were being tormented by demons. He eventually per- he eventually performed three exorcisms, two in English and one in Latin. One exorcism was performed on Latoya Ad- Ammons. The Ammons family moved to Indianapolis in 2012, after which the events were said to have stopped. So I have, right. I do have more about uh, the police captain Charles Austin and more about Michael Magino from the because uh, Zach actually interviews both of those people. Okay, interesting. Um, so this kind of gets into some skeptical analysis. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna move on for a second until the <laughs> end, okay. where we can do skeptical analysis here. Okay. So I'm going to go on to the documentary information yeah, that I it, have. I have a f- this is all going to be out of order because the documentary was not in order. <laughs> <laughs> so it the the documentary starts with So Zach actually he um is the voiceover for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um and he says it took him 3 years to finish this documentary. Okay. So and it was because of all the terrible stuff happening to people on the crew and, like, uh, people, basically anyone involved with the film, people mm-hmm. he interviewed, anyone that walked into the house. So they had right. to take a lot of breaks, a lot of crew quit, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. Um, so Zach buys the house sight unseen, which is, like, a big deal. Right. Um, after that, after the original, after the Ammons move out. Mm-hmm. And a fi- he finds out that it's, like, up for sale right. because he's heard about all this stuff. And he wants to, like, de- I don't know. He's, like, he goes to investigate places to see if they're actually haunted. Right. So he wanted to- he wanted it so he could debunk it or, like, prove it. Has he ever debunked a, a location? Probably. Okay. <laughs> I'd assume so. Okay. All right. I don't know. Um, so soon before he actually buys the house, which it's before it even goes up for sale. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, a couple days before it goes up for sale and he buys the house. Cause Zach buys it like a day or two after it is up for sale. Uh-huh. Okay. So Zach has a dream that he sees a huge goat looking creature with very large horns. It's like 12 feet tall. <laughs> and in the dream, black smoke fills the air and then he pushes it into Zach's lungs. And then Zach wakes up with chest pain. Oh. Okay. And he doesn't tell anyone about this dream because he's like, whatever. Right. Weird dream. Mm-hmm. So. Smoking too many cigars. Yeah. So he uh, he buys the so then a couple days later he buys the house it's a big deal everyone's like oh my gosh this paranormal investigator buys bought the demon house mm-hmm. um so he's in the house he like goes to visit his house that he just bought and Chris Fleming the a psychic medium that is good friends with Zach mm-hmm. um sends him a text 
uh, once he finds out that he bought the house. Mm-hmm. And Chris says to Zach that there is a 12-foot guardian goat creature with large horns turned back and a centaurian and centaurian feet. It's an 8 out of 10 on the demonic scale below <laughs> Satan himself. That's what he said. And he tells him to please stay safe and be careful and to stay away from the goat creature. So well, sure. Chris describes exactly what Zach dreamed about. Is- uh-huh. Like yeah. days before he bought it, he said, "This is what's guarding the house." He's like in the house. That's Pretty the demon wild. in the house. Harry, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay. It is. It is. Okay. Wait. Okay. I just want to go back to the demon scale. Okay. The demon scale. So, so the this this goat demon is an eight <laughs> out of ten. Yeah. He said below Satan himself. Does yeah. that mean Satan is a nine out of ten? <laughs> I don't know. And if so, what is a ten out of ten? Yeah, I'm a little confused about that too. <laughs> right below Satan, so I'm assuming that would mean there's nothing no no creature at all is a nine. Alright. No anyway. creature that has been discovered yet. No. Right. So in the documentary it cuts to they go to search for the Ammons. Because the Ammons have kind of agreed, tentatively agreed to speak to him for the documentary. Who, who are the Ammons? Oh, they were the... They the, were the people that the got... People. Okay, they were the original people. For the, Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he goes to their new apartment and he knocks on the door and they refuse to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And it's actually because... Okay, so they claim that it is because he has stepped foot into the house. Right. But then he later finds out that they signed a de- like a deal with a movie producer and they're not allowed to talk to Zach sure. because they're making a movie. Oh, sure. But um the the brother of uh-huh. Latoya also lives with them now. Okay. And he was he talked to Zach oh. and he got in yeah, he like went and talked to Zach and he said that the children would like randomly attack each other like and like scream I'm gonna kill you and like it wasn't like the children at all they were good kids mm-hmm. um and uh so then once he talks to Zach the Ammons kicked the brother out of the house because he talked to Zach and he's worried that the dark force is transferred from Zack to him, and he's not allowed in the house anymore. So he was officially kicked out of the family house uh-huh. for talking to Zack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So moving on to Father Michael Maginot. Okay. He's the one that did the exorcisms mm-hmm. um, and claims that he cleansed the house, and he claims that there's like 200 demons in the house. Still, even after his exorcisms? Yeah, because it's really bad. Should have got a better exorcist. Yeah. So that's all I have about Maginot right now. Oh, okay. This kind of jumps around. Okay, so the case manager, Valerie mm-hmm. Washington. So I'm assuming from the Department of Child Services. Mm-hmm. She went to go check up on the... Uh, and hospital staff were there. Like, because they were in the hospital. It's when they were transferred to the hospital. Okay. So this uh, Valerie was there, the case manager and hospital staff. And they actually, he interviewed Valerie Washington, the case manager. Okay. About this. And mm-hmm. she seemed like a wonderful woman. Oh, good. Um, 
So I would hope she would be. Yes. They all claimed that they saw the young boy, the Ammons boy, mm-hmm. walk up the wall backwards after he started growling. Hmm. And right after that, Valerie quits and moves and seeks help <laughs> because she's emotionally scarred. Right. But all of the hospital staff and Valerie is like, yeah, we saw it. Hmm. He walked up the wall, like up the wall and the ceiling and then back down. <laughs> wow. Growling. That's very, that, that's very that's a very odd thing to see. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, not okay anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd want to move over. I'd want to get help if I saw that. Mm-hmm. So the police officers come to investigate the house because mm-hmm. of all the weird stuff happening. And Captain, whatever, the police captain, went into the basement and found a table with a crucifix, a candle, a Bible. And so he leaves. he's like no bye bye i don't want any part of this yeah no i'm a serious police captain Mm -hmm. he so he's actually interviewed by zach too in the documentary all the police are that worked on the case Mm. um so the chief of police claimed that when they went to the basement and that's like the worst part of the house and like doors would move positions in the basement and um he found an unidentified voice on the tape recorder that he was, like, recording stuff that day of. And it was actually really creepy. I listened to it. And so he's, like, also just convinced that this place is haunted. Uh-huh. And he's like, no, 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 no. So they leave. So then they're in the police car. The mm-hmm. police leave the house. And they're okay. in the police car now. Yeah. And on the AM, FM radio, as they say. <laughs> Um, it changed. They were like sitting in a gas station, yeah. and it changed. The radio changed to static, and then something growled in the radio <laughs> and said, "Who's in there?" <laughs> yeah. So. Spooky. Yeah, yeah, spooky, spooky. So different police. Now, there was a lot of police there. I don't know. So they were investigating <laughs> sure. the basement, uh-huh. and the basement was all like concrete. Uh huh. But behind the stairs to the basement was dirt. Oh, okay. Creepy. Yeah. So they dig in the basement under the stairs in mm-hmm. the dirt. And they found a fingernail, panties, socks, a red tin. I don't know what that means. Um, oh. And like other random junk like that. I don't know why mm. I wrote that. But uh-huh. um, Zach thought that was something. It's something weird. had to do with it. Like weird to bury all those things. Yeah, there. Mm-hmm. They were like, and weird that they didn't cement it off. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um. So the chief of police that was there that day, this this documentary jumps around if you can't tell because mm-hmm. I wrote as the documentary went on. Okay. So the chief of police and the police that were there. Right. And. The next case manager that was on the on the job after Valerie quit was also there. Okay. And they saw oil start to ooze from the blinds. And they have pictures of it. There's like oil on the blinds of the... Yeah. And so they wipe it off and they look around the house trying to make sure nothing is like caught. Like they're like, what the fuck is this? Right. And they go outside. They check again. To see if anything maybe outside is happening. 
They couldn't find anything that would be causing something to be oozing on the blinds. And then in like five minutes, the blinds start oozing oil again. Mm. Yeah. So the case man, the new case manager touches it and her hand immediately turns completely white and she starts having like weird pains in her hands, in her hand. And they have a picture of it. It's like half white and it's really gross, actually. Don't touch things, people. Yeah. So that's weird. That is weird. Um, so she had to leave. Mm-hmm. The police had to leave. And all these people were like, I'm out of here. Um, and the priest was there that day, too, with the pol- with the police and the caseworker. They uh-huh. were, like, all there Everyone that day. There. I don't know why. <laughs> and the, pr- the priest is outside this whole time that the blinds are oozing. Uh-huh. And he's, like, kind of... So the police and the caseworker leave. Okay. And they see the priest, like, just standing outside kind of in a weird daze. Uh-huh. Weird. And he doesn't know what's going on like he wasn't involved in any of this and he just says what does he say wait the blinds are dripping Mm. the blinds are dripping Mm. yeah weird right weird um so the landlord of the house is skeptical that this is real but obviously he would be, who says, yeah, my house is a demon house. <laughs> the homeless people who live in the house, or they called them squatters, but I don't know if that's a okay yeah, term. Is squ- that I okay? Mean, that's... Squatter, they don't believe it either. They're like, we've never experienced anything, mm-hmm. and we're here all the time. Right. Um, so then they investigate, like, well, it could be toxins in the house making them kind of go crazy. Right. So they did get that looked at and it does have black mold carbon monoxide asbestos and pretty much everything hey. a house could All have right. <laughs> um I, th- I found your answer no oh, okay so okay 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 this gets this this is interesting Okay. This is all kind of jumbled. Is this making sense? Is this interesting yeah, at all? Yeah. Okay, okay. So the the previous owner before the Ammons, mm-hmm. or a, a previous owner, I don't know if it was the... Pre- so, they... It was like a, a woman and her children come by, and the mother lived there when she was a teenager, like when she was like a kid and teenager. She grew okay. up in the house, okay. and so she found out that he was making a documentary about it, and so she came with her kids, and her name was Mika. Mm-hmm. She came to, like, look at the house, and they interviewed her, and she's like, no, I never really experienced anything weird in the house, but I never liked to go into the basement. Well, who does? Right. And she said that her brother lived in the basement, Ooh. and she always she had a bunch of dreams in the house. Um, she, quote, I had dreams in the house uh, where someone I knew would die soon. And she kept telling people, and everyone was like, oh, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. And then her brother was shot and killed. Hmm. Okay. Um, so, and he lived in the basement. So she didn't like being in the basement. Mm-hmm. It weirded her out. Right. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, so yes. we'll get we'll, we'll get to uh, more of that. Okay. Um. So actually, I'm just gonna go on to some bad. So the house is like super cursed. Okay. Anyone that goes into the house has problems afterwards. Okay. So Mika and her family. Oh. Right. Mika and her family after they come and just visit the house. Mm-hmm. Um. Let me try it. Let me find it. So Mika's daughter Erica. Mm-hmm. I don't know the prop attempts suicide. Mm. And like two days after visiting the house. Okay. And I don't wanna like like so they did interview her about it and it was an overdose and she also stabbed herself in the wrists. Oh, I should have put something in here about like a trigger warning or something. Um, so, yeah. Uh, this is... I'm going to talk about this for a little bit Maybe. longer. <laughs> okay. Um, stabbing herself in the wrists, and that's called stig- stigmata. hmm When you hit, like... It's like um, crucifixion, like the... Of, like Christ, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. people... That's like a demonic thing. People try to like cut at their wrists and like if they're possessed or like get Uh at their wrists and like feet because that's where Jesus was like crucified. Yeah. So that's what that's called. Uh I should have looked more into that. But yeah. And so that was like she like did this right after she threatened to kill her mom. Okay. Which they had never really had problems before. Hmm. Um, so Zach interviews the girl. Mm-hmm. And how old is she? She's like a teenage, young teenager. Okay. And she says that she doesn't remember visiting the house. Hmm. And she doesn't remember trying to hurt herself in any way. Okay. And she doesn't know why she would do it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't, did I? She's like, I don't know why I would have done that. I'm not. She's yeah. like, it just kind of came over me and that's what happened. And then she's like, I don't remember trying to do it. I don't remember coming into the house. Well, who are you? Like, what? Right. I don't remember coming into this house. Um. Yeah. Okay. So that's basically that story, which is weird, right? Yeah. So after this happens, another one of his crew members quits because he's like, look... This is a lot. People keep getting hurt. I just, I don't want to be involved with this anymore. So he quits. Yeah. I, um, oh, good, good also man. Mika's daughter, after this, she was like in the hospital and they were visiting her in the hospital bed and uh-huh. she had a number six carved into her back. Okay. Hmm. So then Father Mike does like an exorcism on her and it's, it's actually filmed in the documentary and it's super weird. Okay. So, now I'm just going to get into some of oh. the really bad things that have happened to people since they mm-hmm. visited the house. I don't so like the... this Mika woman. Why? She was actually very lovely. She was okay. very normal and I, lovely. It seems like she's, like, exploiting her daughter. To, what? Uh, okay. That's how I'm reading it. All right. Well, okay. Um. So, the new CPS worker, the one with the white hand, you know? Right. She touched the blinds. 
uh, 30 days within visiting the house. Mm -hmm. Ready? She suffered three broken ribs from jet skiing, third degree burns from a motorcycle accident, (laughs) a broken hand because she hit a table, and a broken ankle from running. She is a cool person. She she rides jet skis and motorcycles. She, yeah, she runs. Yeah. So the home inspector... She lives an exciting life. Let me finish this. Okay, the home inspector. The home inspector, after he visited the home. uh, A tree nearly fell on his car while driving home that night. He was choked by an unseen force at home while Mm -hmm. trying to sleep. And then about a week after, he developed cancer. Great. Father Maginot. Um, Days before the exorcism, he was attacked by a demon... And almost knocked off of his bike, and he, like, got into, like, a weird bike accident. Hmm. Before the exorcism? Yeah. Which, Day before the exorcism. Okay. Which one? The first uh, one or the one that they filmed? Or? I think, the, like, the Ammons family. Okay. Um, the police captain, two days after he visited the house, he went to the hospital for falling on his head and then he was shot two times from a home invasion oh. a couple of days after, after, like, after he was back mm-hmm. from falling on his head. Mm. Um, let's see. Let's see another one. His good friend, this was actually really sad, Zach's good friend Debbie, who has been on Ghost Adventures a bunch of times, uh, tried to contact the demon in the house remotely. Mm-hmm. And then two months later, she was murdered with her friend in a double murder-suicide from her husband. Mm. And he was actually really emotional about it because it was like one of his good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. The basement makes people feel sick and dizzy and nauseous and lost in thought and has often made people like break out into like these violent like attacks mm-hmm. and spurts. It's weird. Right. Uh, the cameraman, let me see. So, this is a weird little portion of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to wrap this up because it's kind of, I'm almost done. This is another weird little thing. So, one of the cameramen, uh-huh. there's a bunch of cameras going around. Right. So, one of the cameramen is shot on camera. Uh, and in one of the camera things, like, there's this black like force like this black thing Uh coming out of the bathroom okay you saw it and you didn't Uh, buy it yeah but they were like it's not a hand they they did figure out that it's not a hand okay and you can see it go right into the cameraman Uh uh-huh or like that's what it looks like it's going into one of the cameramen so the cameraman that was apparently this black force went into and you can see it on the can on the tape in the documentary Mm-hmm. the cameraman had to lie down after that because he felt weird and then he becomes very confused and he wanders off into the basement alone and there's like cameras everywhere set up in the house so they mm-hmm. can monitor it at all time in case something happens right. so there's like weird video of him just in the basement kind of wandering it's weird mm. um and so when he gets home that night to his hotel, he starts vomiting blood. Mm. Yeah. And he starts screaming Zach's name in like a weird, like growly voice. Mm. Okay. Very strange. Yeah. 
And that same night, someone else who visited the house, his ears burst and blood started coming out of his ears. And then all of his organs shut started to shut down and he had to get rushed to the hospital. Yikes. That same night. Yikes. So, yeah. Um, so, this guy, the cameraman... They're in the hotel and they film this. It's actually quite sad. Mm -hmm. He starts trying to like attack people mm -hmm. and he's like in the hallway of the um, hotel and he keeps screaming, I want to go back to the house. I want to go back to the house. And he starts like trying to like attack all the crew members. And then he starts attacking the elevator mm -hmm. and like screaming at it. Mm -hmm. And by all accounts, he's like never acted. Like, he's a very sane person. He didn't even right. believe in any of this stuff. He uh -huh. was like, I don't. He's like, whatever. I'm just doing this for a job. Right. You know, kind uh -huh. of deal. And then he says that he saw a... He, this is like on camera. He's being like interviewed by Zach. And Zach is like, dude, what's going on? And he said that he saw a demon goat in the elevator that was like, really tall and mm -hmm. had horns and that's who he was screaming at and trying to attack in the elevator and he had zach had never told him about the dream never anything mm -hmm. and he didn't know about the demon that lived in the house and then he said it's the demon that lives in the house but he doesn't want me he wants you and he points to zach <laughs> um so it's actually super sad they had to fire him like two days later because he kept like Mm -hmm. he was going crazy like he was he was just like running around very like right psychotic like did zach and then they tried to get him help okay, so they did try, they, they tried to get him help but he refused okay um they were like dude like you need to get some help and then he he doesn't and so late then he gets 666 tattooed on both of his hands this cameraman like later uh -huh. and he's into demonic stuff and he won't talk to zach anymore or he won't talk about the house but if they show some pictures of what he's up to now and it's really sad hmm. and he's kind of went off the deep end and it's actually really depressing that part made me really sad uh -huh. um and so, finally, like, Zach, you know, he does his investigation. He locks himself in the house, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like he does in most of his Ghost Adventures videos. Right. Um, he locks himself in the house for the night. And on camera, mm -hmm. you can see him talking to nothing, but he says he's talking to, like, this black anomaly force thing coming at him. Mm-hmm. And then... He screams. He said the black f thing went into him. Mm -hmm. And then his eyes started to hurt. Mm -hmm. Like, he's, like, freaking out. He's, like, ow, ow. Like, something in my head. It really hurts. It really hurts. He has, like, a migraine, but really bad. Okay. And then it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And then the next day, his eyes start crossing and he can't stop. So he has to go to the doctor obviously mm -hmm. and he he has this he like randomly got this weird eye disease thing okay and he went to so many specialists and they're like we don't know why this happened but you have it so now he has to wear special prism glasses for the rest of his life and no. he's real fucked up from it serves him right yeah so the demon got him 
And then he tore down the house at the end of the documentary because it's so evil. Well, that's just tempting fate right there. Hey. But, like, if... <laughs> If he's so really, if he's really worried, things are happening to people. Yeah, but okay, yeah, but like you think, if he really truly believes in this demon and that it can do all these things to people, why does he think that tearing down the house where it lives is a good idea? Because that's not... people like just going into the house and visiting it, but everyone was being affected by it. Yeah, but that's going is isn't that is he. Isn't that going to like piss off the demon even more and it's going to like redouble its efforts to harm him and like other people? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. Isn't it weird? Isn't that a weird story? It is very strange. I... That was kind of long and rambly, and was it somewhat interesting? Yeah. Did you kind of follow along? Yeah, no. I, yeah, Basically, it was... it's a cursed house, mm-hmm. and that's all the stuff that happened in it. Very strange. It is It is a weird, it's a weird sequence of events. I'll, I'll read some I... of the skeptical analysis okay. of it. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, what do you, do you think anything of well, it, or do you not really care? I mean, I... I care because this guy is obviously like exploiting people and like putting his crew in a dangerous situation. How? He well, first off, he knows that this house has like extremely high levels of black mold and anthrax and like methane gas, and he's like bringing like people into it for extended periods of time. That's like not. That's not. I'm a good sure thing he had to, to get it fixed after they found this out. Uh, okay. That doesn't seem like that'd be allowed. Well, I mean, if no one's living in it, I mean, I mean, I'm sure it's not allowed, but I'm also sure that he didn't go to the like code enforcement people to like tell them about it either. Right. I mean, I'm yeah. I guess. All right. <laughs> um. So the initial physician that checked out the Ammons children. Mm-hmm was skeptical the whole time, and he failed to witness any paranormal incidents. Okay. In his medical notes, he wrote, delusions of ghosts in home and hallucinations. Mm-hmm. The Ammons children had a history of irregular school attendance uh, with a complaint filed against the Ammons in 2009. In 2012, the mom blamed her children's continued irregular attendance on the uh, purported de- demonic activities. Okay. So, according to skeptical investigator Joe Nickel, police chief Charles Austin was, quote, an admitted believer in the supernatural, including ghosts. Okay. Nickel reported that the photo published by the Indianapolis Star and captioned photo by Hammond Police Mm -hmm. was, according to the Hammond Police chief, not an official photo and was not taken by Hammond Police authorities. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, Nickel also interviewed a number of witnesses and concluded there were a number of non-supernatural explanations for the claimed supernatural events. Sure. Charles Reed, the landlord, states that he never experienced any supernatural events at the house. His prior tenants who claimed also claimed to have never had such experiences. And at the time, Ammons was behind on lease and used the claims the claimed paranormal activities to avoid payments. 
Well, I mean, with the issues that we know the house had, she shouldn't have had to pay rent anyway. I know. But, I'm like, uh, it wasn't a good house. But I mean, she also doesn't seem to have the resources to be able to like check those things out. Yeah. So. Yeah. The tenant who moved in after Ammons had not noticed any paranormal event- events either. Reed believed the events were a hoax. The children were interviewed by psychologists, mm-hmm. and several professionals concluded, quote, the children were acting deceptively and in, accordan- in, in accordance with their mother's beliefs. And right. Tracy Wright, a psychologist, noted that the youngest son acted possessed whenever he was challenged or was asked questions that he did not wish to answer. Ah. So when he got his Xbox taken away. <laughs> so, yeah. That story seems kind of hoaxy and like... Yeah. But I don't know also. I don't know. I mean, it is... The caseworker who saw the kid climb on the wall and so did the hospital staff. That's weird. Why would they all lie about that? Well, the, the, the I'm wondering if there's another reason why the caseworker quit or why she left after that either and that's her uh explanation for uh it i don't know but i don't know i don't know it just seems weird that everyone in the house or anyone who had like contact with the story or house or demon had really terrible things happen to them within like the next month or two Mm -hmm. i mean my other my other theory is that this uh, Zach Baggins guy is just is just like a sadist and like he's secretly doing these things to people. <gasps> oh my god, no. Alright. I'm just I can't see that being a thing. I mean, alright. Hmm. Interesting. It's never I don't know. I don't think I I that's not what I think the most likely explanation is, but that's that's just one explanation that I uh came up with as you were talking hmm. just one what just one infuriating theory i could put out for you okay <laughs> i don't know i buy it i really like i also i mean zach kind of seems kind of into himself now yeah but he started out in a very honest place <laughs> okay and I still really like him. Like, he just seems like he's very... in. He Like, he actually believes in this stuff. And I think he started out especially believing in this stuff. Like... Uh-huh. And he's very passionate about what he does. I don't know. I'm like... I kind of like him and just... I think the documentary is good. It's very interesting and compelling, but I can see why people would be like, this is the worst, longest episode of a ghost hunting show I've ever seen. Right. But it's actually like, (coughs) I don't know. I would suggest it. It's called Demon House. Sorry. I really wanted to do this story a lot better, but then all this stuff came up and all this stuff happened. And now I just, I wasn't able to do it justice, but (laughs) it's all right. It's a very interesting story and you should watch the documentary. Okay. I'm probably not going to, but our listeners are, uh, can. Yeah. It's good. It's good. (laughs) It's really good. Um, I don't know. This is long. Yeah. That's been the trend lately. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So, uh, do you have anything else on your topic? Uh, no. Okay. I think it's a hoax, but, uh. Yeah, we know. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean. Which is why I can't do I ghost think... stories on this show, because you're like, bleh. 
This one, I think, is an intentional hoax. The other ghost stories, I think, are just like, you no, know. No, I don't think this is an intentional hoax. Okay. There's too many crazy things. You need to... There's more stuff in the documentary that's just like, wow. Right. That's crazy. Okay. And more stuff that I just wasn't able to touch on because I already took too long and babbled on and it didn't make any sense, so I just stopped talking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well... Anything else we need to talk about? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so either. I hope that you don't mind uh, me getting level up on my self-righteous high horse <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> uh, uh. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening to Known Unknowns. Yeah. Um, uh, and do you guys get the thing we do at the end? That's what I want to know. Does that is that clear? Yeah, people get it. People. That's a. It's like fun, right? I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that's the main thing people listen for. Yeah, I think it's funny. Whatever catchphrase I say at the end. Yeah, I think it's funny. Well, it's less funny now that we've acknowledged it. But no, I just wanted to. We acknowledged <laughs> it in the first episode. Oh yeah, you're right. You're I just right. wanted to make sure that this was clear about what was going on. <laughs> I don't know. I no. wouldn't get it if I was listening. I'm dumb. <laughs> okay. I'm not a smart person. Yes, you Did are. Did you know I took the, uh, I finally took the Pottermore quiz because I didn't want to actually know what I was. And I'm a Ravenclaw. Just like me. And I'm like, I'm not smart. Yes, you are. I'm Stop not. It. Have you heard me talk? I'm kind mm. of an airhead. <laughs> I'm not very intelligent. You're I just work hard. So that's what. Well, Ravenclaws work hard, but. They're, they work hard and they're smart. Yeah, your... well, I think I'm a Slytherin. Anyway, well, we're not going to get that into That and Harry astrology Potter. are fake, so. Uh... <laughs> uh, okay. We'll move on. All right. Okay. So. This is, I've been Harry. <laughs> and I'm Carly. Still, this, I don't, what do I say? <laughs> I'm still Carly. I'm still Carly. <laughs> we can say whatever you want to say. I'm still Carly. And this has been. Known Unknowns, the podcast. <laughs> Just in uh, case they didn't know. <laughs> okay, sorry. This has been Known... Oh, shoot, I burped. This has been Known Unknowns. <laughs> uh, give a mouse a cookie. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Wait, do it again. Give a mouse a cookie. Because <gasps> it's weird out there. I love those books if you give a mouse a cookie. Okay, anyway. Bye! Bye. <laughs> Bye.